The Chargers finally get a chance for payback against the Las Vegas Raiders, and letting Justin Herbert cut it loose early and often will be key to a Week 1 victory. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. We've been covering the Chargers now for six seasons, but this is our fifth season as the host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Six seasons, and I don't think we've ever been this excited about a team, but thank you guys so much for making this your first listen because the Chargers are playing real football this weekend. And to make sure you never miss the show, Go subscribe to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcast from. But, David, it's time. Chargers, Raiders, I think the matchup of... Let's go. And if you are following L.A. football town, I mean, team, you picked the right one today on Lockdown Chargers because that was a rough game. But, hey, it's football season. Football has officially started, and I know I'm giddy about it for sure. But for the Chargers going up against the Raiders, I mean, there's many keys that they have to get to if they want to pull off that huge week one divisional win I do think it starts with Justin Herbert letting it rip but I do think it has a lot to do with how quickly this Chargers offensive line can gel because it is a brand new offensive line with some new pieces on it defensively make Derek Carr hold the football how do you do that there's a lot of different things that they can do but then we'll get into our bold predictions I have a couple guys I think are going to go off in this one in an impressive week one showdown which I think you'll like where me and David end up going with our score predictions if you didn't hear mine yesterday on the Raiders crossover but today's episode is brought to you by betonline.net who has you covered this season with more props odds and lines than ever before betonline where the game starts and David where the Chargers start are always with Justin Herbert and for me I think especially with the question marks the Chargers or the Raiders have in their secondary a couple of new faces guys like Anthony Averett Traded for Rocky Sin, who I think has some question marks around him. Nate Hobbs is good. Your boy Q told us he is a very good player. But there are a lot of places I think that Justin Herbert can exploit, and I think that'll be key. Letting him go early, just letting him rip it, I mean, I think is a good thing for the Chargers offense, especially if they could not have J.C. Jackson, which we'll talk about later. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a good place to start when he's going to let it rip is targeting those linebackers. Both of those linebackers that are going to be starting, Jayon Brown and Denzel Perriman, did not have a good year in coverage last year at all. Jayon Brown, 21 receptions on 24 targets, 250 yards, 168 of those were yards after contact. That's 11.9 yards per reception. Yards after the catch, Perriman. yeah. Yeah, yards after catch, excuse me. Denzel Perriman, 59 receptions on 74 targets, 497 yards, and five touchdowns given up. So I would love to see Austin Eckler and Gerald Everett just tearing up the middle of that Raiders defense. I expect them to have all kinds of success catching the football over the middle. Yeah, and I mean, the receivers, I think, will still be involved. Nate Hobbs is good. I wouldn't go as far to say anyone else is good in that secondary, or at least at, you know, cornerback. And for me, I had almost, you know, the exact same notes where it's, hey, target the linebackers and search out, hunt even Jonathan Abrams in coverage. Oh, yeah. Find where that dude is in coverage if they want to put him in coverage and, and exploit him. it, right? And I think especially with a new defensive scheme for the Raiders, right, a new set of players for the Raiders, a lot of new players, especially, you know, probably three or new guys in the defensive backfield in the secondary, test them deep. 
see what happens, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, you can get flags that way by pushing the ball down the field. You can obviously create huge plays when you have someone like Justin Herbert. But for that to happen, David, I think one of the biggest keys to this game, the offensive line gelling early on because it is going to be a big part of this game. And you don't want the offensive line to be the story of the game ever. You don't want this game to be about Trey Pipkins. But this offensive line has never played in a live game with each other, right? You've been in practice, whatever. Zion Johnson is playing his first career snaps. And I think if you want to do all the things you want to do offensively, you want to be efficient, you want to strike early, the offensive line unit, it's going to be a huge focus for them to make sure they're all on the same page. Yeah, absolutely. That's one of my keys is have a quality protection plan, especially when it comes to Trey Pipkins. This is Trey Pipkins' first official start at right tackle for the Chargers. So I think they need to do some things scheme-wise to make him feel more comfortable, whether that's keeping an extra tight end on his side occasionally, or whether it's keeping your running back in to chip. Um, I'm more concerned with Max Crosby than I am with Chandler Jones. You look at Chandler Jones' stats, they're a little bit misleading. In week one of last year, he had five sacks after that he finished with 11 so only had six sacks in nine and had in nine of 15 of those games he had zero sacks so it's kind of misleading you know he wasn't as impactful as the stat overall stats may make it look so i'm much more concerned with limiting the effectiveness of max crosby yeah, one. Well, I mean, that was what totally derailed the offense at times in that last game. And I mean, there's not a ton of constants from last year to this year. It is a very different game with different teams, different coaches. But there was one thing, and that was Max Crosby going after Storm Norton. I mean, even Yannick Ngakwe got by Rashawn Slater a couple of times in that game. But it was mostly coming from Max Crosby, and he was mostly lining up over your right tackle. And I think helping your right tackle out is a huge key. In this game, especially early on while he's getting his feet wet. I mean, I think he is someone, especially early in the game, you want to help build him confidence. And you can do that, you know, by chipping with tight ends, by helping with running backs, right? But you can also do that by moving the pocket and getting Justin Herbert on the move is never a bad thing to do, especially if you're trying to offset a pass rush. The second thing, David, is to run the ball right at them, which is my next key for success, especially testing the interior of that Raiders defensive line because they have a lot of new faces there and not a lot of, you know, known commodities as far as really good players on the inside now it says their starters are Bilal Nichols and Andrew Billings that's not necessarily something that scares me and that's something I would want to be testing especially because I see this trio on the interior now for the Chargers Zion Johnson Corey Lindsley Matt Filer let's see what those dudes can do and the push they can create yeah we already know what Filer and Slater and Lindsley were capable of doing last year they were absolutely running people over and opening up holes and what we've seen from Zion Johnson seems like he's just going to be a welcomed addition to that cause yeah. running people over opening up holes and not only running at the interior, but running at Chandler Jones specifically Chandler Jones last year, his run defense grade was 41.9. That was awful. His pass rush grade was 89.8. So he is very much a pass rush specialist and he does not offer a lot of help in the running game. So if it's a opportunity to run at him, do it. And you're going to find some good success. Yeah. I mean, I think he has his moments. I don't think he's as bad as what 40, whatever grade that is. But I mean, it's something that if you're talking about Rashawn Slater versus, you know, Chandler Jones on the edge, I'm going to take Rashawn Slater there, but I'm just also looking for a new kind of physicality. Right. And I think the other thing with the offensive line is penalties. How many times did we see offensive line penalties, right? Even just false starts and other guys too derail offensive drives and if your offensive line is out of sync you're getting penalties early on 
before you know it, it could be 14 to nothing. Like that's yeah. all it takes in this league, especially going up against a newly high powered offense. This is an offense that's going to put up some points in this game, you know, especially if the yeah. Chargers don't have JC Jackson. For the Chargers, it has to be in sync early. You have to be able to come away with some points early. And I think that really starts in the trenches. And it'll just be good to see what this new running back group looks like too, right? The three-headed monster, because it's probably going to be three-act on game day. We'll see kind of what happens. But I'm excited to see, you know, what the non-Austin Eckler guys are going to do. I'm also just excited to see what Austin Eckler can do behind this new and improved offensive line. And mainly explosive runs. Let's see some explosive runs, you know, 10, 15-plus yard runs or something they were hugely lacking last year and they do have some good run defenders right we know Denzel Perryman's a good run defender but I do think there's some spots where they could definitely test the Raiders and I think make a point that hey we're not the same offensive line that we were last year we're not the same team that we were last year we are a physical team that can maul you if we have to and I know that's kind of it seems like what Brandon Staley wants to do he wants to be able to kind of dictate that and it seems like the Chargers are closer to that this season but the biggest test is going to be on the defensive side David when you're talking about the big three of, you know, Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, all those guys are healthy. It doesn't look like J.C. Jackson is going to play in this game. He hasn't practiced all week and don't see those dudes play very often when they haven't practiced all week. So we're going to get into that coming up right after this. But I do need to tell you guys about something I'm super stoked about, as always. And it's something that can definitely help your small business. And I'm talking about LinkedIn jobs. And if you want your small business firing on all cylinders is one thing you do. You go to LinkedIn jobs. It's super, super easy. You can create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. I think we all have good, you know, times that we've had with LinkedIn. Everyone has a LinkedIn. It's something that's always been very useful to me, but you can on LinkedIn jobs. You can also add the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. So your network can help you find the right people to hire. All I know is you need the right people at your job. Everyone knows people that aren't the right people. Stay away from that with LinkedIn jobs with simple tools like screening questions that make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. LinkedIn jobs helps you find candidates that you want to faster that you can find every week and nearly 40 million people have already visited LinkedIn jobs this week. I mean, that's a ton of people. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, David. Well, we talked about the offense, which I'm not super worried about. I mean, the offense, there's so much continuity there. I mean, there's obviously some questions. The defense, there's a lot more moving parts, right? I think there's a lot more unknown. It's even unclear kind of how the Chargers want to play with the current guys that they have. And, I mean, let's talk about the J.C. Jackson thing. Are you hoping, holding out hope that J.C. Jackson can still go in this game? I mean, I saw DMP Wednesday and Thursday, even with the walking boot off. It makes me feel a little bit better about next week. I just have a hard time feeling any confidence that we could see him this weekend. Yeah, I mean, as much as, as the fan in my heart wants to say that he's going to be out there, it just doesn't seem like there's any indication out there that J.C. Jackson's going to be able to play. Now, hey, we have seen players not practice all week and then, then play on Sunday with Brandon Staley as a head coach. So that is a distinct possibility. We just don't know what's going on with the foot. Um, but anytime you don't practice Wednesday or Thursday, it's usually the kiss of death. Usually, yeah. I mean, this is a little bit of a different situation. It's not a 0% chance, right? But at least as we're creating these keys, it's hard to bank on, hey, just have J.C. Jackson cover Devontae Adams. That's a nice key for this game. Just do (laughs) that, you know, and then (laughs) Chargers will be fine. It gets a little stickier after that. But to me, like I said to begin the show, to me, it's all about making Derek Carr 
hold on to the ball because the oh, yeah. one thing that he's going to want to do against Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack with the offensive line that's in front of him is, is get, get rid, rid of the ball. ball quickly. So how do you make him hold on to the ball? I think it starts, David, with the Chargers showing how much they've improved in run defense. And it starts with guys like Sebastian Joseph Day and Austin Johnson and Khalil Mack in that front, what the linebackers can do behind them. You have to show improvement in that area in this game, David, because we know they have a high-powered passing attack. you got to take away the running game for me to force you know better things later on. A hundred percent. There's no question about it. The, this new Chargers defensive line needs to show up and show everybody why the Chargers invested a lot of money in that unit in particular. And so I want to see them stop the run early so the, the dogs can go out there and rush the passer late. That's exactly what I want because we all we know, as Joey Bosa has told us, when you hit Derek Carr, he is a different quarterback. And the stats back that up. When teams got pressure in Carr's face last year, you threw nine picks to only five interceptions and only completed about 53.8% of his passes. So you get pressure in his face, then he is a different quarterback. He's going to start rushing. He's going to start feeling pressure that's not there. He's going to start throwing the ball before the receivers are ready. That is when you get the best impact on Derek Carr. But that starts with stopping the run early on, early on so they know that they can't get anywhere on the ground and force them to throw more than they probably want to. Yeah, I mean, I, I think like they're still going to throw a ton, I think, but I think it's more just about getting in obvious passing down situations, yes. right? Because throwing it, I mean, they could throw it quickly, and I think it could cause you know problems for the Chargers defense because one thing that has to be huge in this game is tackling. It has to be yes. better than we saw in the preseason, right, with wasn't any of their starters, so it's not anything to be too concerned about now, but it was a problem for them last season, right, and some of these guys are still there. Tackling has to be huge. If you can take away those quick passes, if you can make them want to, you know, hold the ball and try to let something develop a little bit more, that's when guys like Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack can eat. But the other way you do that is to get them in third and seven pluses, get them in those yeah. obvious pass rushing situations. Like I said in the crossover yesterday, the Chargers are not a team that even without J.C. Jackson that you want to see in a third and long situation, especially, you know, when you have guys like Derwin James still back there, right? And you have guys like Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack that if you have to keep it for that second, they can win quickly enough to knock you off your spot to make yeah. you run into another ferocious guy they have coming. And we'll see kind of what the Chargers can do on the interior as far as that pass rush, right? Because that is still a big question mark. But I think you also just have to have a plan if J.C. Jackson can't go, right? What is yeah. the plan going up against this three-headed monster of Devontae Adams, right? And you also have Darren Waller, who's a mismatch nightmare as a tight end. And then you have Hunter Renfro, who's one of the best, you know, route runners in the league right now. I mean, Devontae yeah. Adams and Hunter Renfro, both guys, you know, that are great, great route runners. And you don't have anyone that can match up with someone like Devontae Adams one-on-one, -on -one, right, at corner. You don't right now. So what what is the game plan there? I think the one place you feel a lot better about is, hey, if you have someone like Hunter Renfro in the slot, you have Bryce Callahan, which is still going to be a huge upgrade that you didn't have last year. So I'm excited to see that matchup because Hunter Renfro is really good. But I do think he can be neutralized a little bit by Bryce Callahan, and maybe that opens up some extra help going up against someone like Darren Waller and someone like Devontae Adams. Yeah, and then that's why one of my keys in particular for, for Devontae Adams is don't let him wreck the game. So what yeah. that means is keeping safety help over the top. If they want to slice and dice and try to get those, you know, seven, you know, three to seven yard passes out, that's fine. We want to limit the explosives as much as possible. The Chargers need to prevent those 20, 25, 30 yard catches. If they're able to do that and they're able to keep the top on, on the defense, keep the roof over the defense and not allow them to stretch the field deep, 
that's when they're going to be able to, you know, stay in those manageable down and distances to be able to get off the football field. Do not allow that guy, Devontae Adams, to wreck the game. Yeah, 100%. I think a lot of it has to do, especially on third downs and things like that. I th- This is kind of my made-up scenario I like the most, which is, hey, double-team Devontae Adams, mm-hmm. right? You have Bryce Callahan on Hunter Renfro. And whether, you know, double-team can be a couple different things. You could have safety help over the top. But if it's third and seven, you don't really need the safety help over the top as much as you need, hey, I need to shut this guy down and keep him from getting a first down. So where you yeah. could go something like bracket, right? You have one yeah. guy who's covering the inside, one guy who's covering the outside. Even though that's something you did last year on Hunter Renfro, now there's a bigger fish that you're going to have to worry about with Devontae Adams. But you have someone like Bryce Callahan on Hunter Renfro and then a mixture of Derwin James and Michael Davis versus Darren Waller because exactly. I don't think Michael Davis really matches up well at all versus Devontae Adams as far as, hey, this is a guy who has struggled with quick cuts, right, and you yeah. know, moving laterally and being able to stick with guys, especially really good route runners. But he matches up exceptionally well with someone like Darren Waller, a big physical freak like that who's super mm-hmm. fast. Michael Davis has that size. And then you also have Derwin James, right? But I just say Michael Davis because it's like you don't want Derwin James on Darren Waller the whole time. No. But it is nice to know that you have that guy, David, on those big downs. You can put someone like Derwin James on Darren Waller and you'll take your chances. Yeah, and hey, a pretty good stat here from Gavina Barquez uh, to support that as far as DJ on Darren Waller. Last year, Darren Waller against Derwin James, three receptions on eight targets for 40 yards. That is it. That is what Derwin James is capable of doing. He can erase a guy of the caliber of Darren Waller, who is one of the best tight ends, one of the best offensive weapons, period, in the NFL. That's what Derwin James can do. But you don't want to make it exclusive to DJ on Darren Waller because that's limiting Derwin James's effectiveness. But in those key moments, in those third and longs, and in those moments where you don't want to allow them to stay on the field, that's when you use that weapon of Derwin James to shut down Darren Waller. And we know he can because, you know, we saw it last year. When the game was on the line, Derek Carr yeah. targets Darren Waller and DJ picks, and him, picks him off and pretty much seals the victory. He paid dearly for it. But yeah, and then one thing too is like obviously Sante Samuel Jr. and Michael Davis have to step up. They have to be better yeah. versions than they were last year. And so far they've looked the case, right? They've looked like that's the case. And yeah. you know, you're going, you're missing your best corner, and you still have two guys who started for you last season. So you could be in yeah. much worse shape, plus a huge upgrade. As I see it, a healthy Bryce Callahan. Obviously, the healthy part's huge, but he's healthy right huge. now and he's ready yeah. to go. Looking and good, he dude. is gonna be a big factor, I think, in this game. But it all does come back to how can you help those guys out? getting pressure right and and making Derek Carr hold on to the football just that Mm -hmm. fraction of a second more and if you can get in his face things change as David told you but that offensive line has to be tested right David we didn't talk about that that is the biggest mismatch the Chargers have they have one really good offensive lineman right Colton Miller the left tackle is really good I think their center right played okay for them last year he wasn't a huge problem spot I wouldn't feel confident in any of those other guys I mean Jermaine Illuminor Played good at tackle with the Patriots, right, in 2019 or 2020, I believe it was. Sparingly. 2019. It was like 400 snaps or something like that. Yeah. But that, you can tell that's why Josh McDaniels brought him in. When he played right guard for the Raiders last year, he gave up four pressures against the Chargers in the week four matchup. So that didn't work there. Now he's going to be playing right tackle. That's an area you can attack for sure. Uh, Lester Cotton Sr., which sounds like a made-up name, that dude <laughs> has played five snaps in the NFL ever. He's going to be yes. starting. And John Simpson has been – up and down to be nice about it, right, at the other guard position. If Joey Bosa is not 
rushing on Lester Cotton Sr. at least yeah. five or six times during this game, then you did something wrong. It should 100%. be part of the game plan to make that dude try to block one of the best pass rushers in the league. It has to happen. The Chargers need to exploit that inexperience. For sure. I mean, it, it, there's a lot of inexperience there, and we'll see how they try to cover it up. But it's going to be a lot of quick passes. So if you let them dink and dunk you, and you can't tackle, and they get their yeah. bread and butter off of that, it's going to be really hard to stop because then you're going to let their running game get going, and everything's going to be kind of a trickle-down effect from there. But the pass rush is going to be huge. If they can find an interior pass rusher that can – get something going in this game, I think it'll really help them. And it might not be the guy that you think it is because I have one guy in mind and my bold predictions that I think could have a big game. And next, we're going to be getting into our bold predictions and our final game predictions. We'll figure out if David thinks the Chargers will win this game. But I do need to tell you guys about Bet Online, the official betting sponsor of the Lockdown Chargers podcast. And football season's back, baby. It's the last time right now you can get in before the Chargers play their first game and get good odds on their season-long things like, hey, how far will they make it? Will they win the AFC West? Will they win the Super Bowl? But I'm so excited for Sunday. Just a full day of betting at BetOnline.net. And they just have so many good bets to go with. I mean, there's so many fun things you can do with the props and creative things they have going on. But it also has live in-game betting, which is huge to change your fortunes. But you can find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this week's opening games at betonline.net the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports including even mlb mma boxing and golf anything you're looking for you can find it at betonline but it's all about football this weekend it's opening week and it's time to get in on the action at betonline where the game starts all right david well we talked about the keys and i mean no doubt in my mind if the chargers just listen to what we said they will come out with this game victorious Guaranteed. but I do think Chargers fans are maybe getting a little carried away in thinking this one's in the bag. I think it's going to be closer than maybe people think. I think especially if you're putting in, you know, the J.C. Jackson of it all, the margin for error in your division is small anyways. It always has been, right? You take away a player that good, it's impossible for that not to affect your team. Should the Chargers still win? Absolutely. The Chargers still have the better roster, and I think by a decent amount, right, going into this game. But they still have to play. That's a lot of new pieces that have come together, David. But I think there will be a couple of guys who surprise and have really good games in week one. So it's time to get into our bold predictions, David. Let's start with the offensive side of things here. I think I know where you're going to go defensively. I don't know where you're going to go offensively. So what do you have for offense? Well, I mean, I had spoke about this in my key earlier early on, and that was getting Gerald Everett involved, especially over the middle of the field. And that is where my offensive bull prediction is going to be at. Gerald Everett, I think, is going to have a big game. I'm going six catches, 85 yards and a touchdown for the Chargers new tight end. Yeah, I'm super excited about that because there's a couple of factors there. And that's it doesn't look like Donald Parham is going to play in this game. Right. So it looks like it's going to be Gerald Everett. And it's going to be Trey McKitty. So those guys are going to get a ton of run. I also think the other thing, David, here is how much of an asset that Gerald Everett is going to be in the red zone. It's something that he hasn't really done throughout his career. He's not, you know, a huge touchdown guy. The most he's ever had is four in a season. Told you all offseason, I think he's going to smash that this season. Of course, my bottom bull prediction was Gerald Everett, seven catches, 90 yards, and two touchdowns in this one. So it, it was close. If I had to go with something else, I'm excited to see the Chargers rushing attack. I, I could definitely see a, a scenario where the Chargers, you know, rush for a buck 20 and get a touchdown or two in their running attack because I do feel much better about it than I did this time last year. You have healthy guys, right? Even Isaiah yeah. Spiller 
is fully healthy now. So whatever guys they deploy out there, I have way more confidence in that group. And I think the Chargers, with the new offensive line, because Trey Pipkins was a better run defender and a run blocker already, I think that's something they could attack. But, David, where are you going to go defensively? Defensively, I think I I have at least an idea. Yeah, defensively here for my bold prediction, I think Derwin James is literally going to go off. I feel like he's been a caged animal, and they're about to uh, absolutely unleash him, and he is going to go crazy. I'm I'm saying 10 tackles, three tackles for loss, a sack, and an interception for Derwin James. I think Mr. Everything is going to be Mr. Everywhere, and he is going to go crazy in this game. Yeah, no, I mean, anything Derwin James I love. I mean, it's hard to make a Derwin James stat that is bold. Because it's like the dudes put up so many crazy stat lines that it's yeah. like, yeah, actually, I've seen him do that. I've watched that, actually. That happened yeah. one time. But, like, yeah, I mean, I could definitely see him going nuts in this game. You wonder how he's going to be affected by the potential absence of someone like J.C. Jackson, right? Is he going to be needed to kind of play a lot, wear a lot of different hats? As he should, though, right? And I still think they have plenty to kind of deploy him in a better way than they did last year or oh, at yeah. least have more freedom to deploy him in places where they think he can create a huge advantage for you because he is the ultimate X factor for the Chargers defense. No doubt about it. He can cover anyone. He can tackle anyone. He can live inside your backfield if that's the game they want him to have. He He should have a huge game. Yeah. I thought you were going to go like Chargers defense, six sacks, you know, because it seems like they could have a a crazy total. I was going to go Mac and Bosa. I was going to say they were going to have four combined, but I, I decided to go with DJ instead. Never can go wrong with Derwin James, but because like the thing is, is like that even seems kind of attainable. Like six sacks doesn't seem like it's out of the question for the Chargers in this game, as long as they can make Derek Carr hold on to the football, right? If they yes. can get any sort of quick coverage, right, and just make him hold on, the Chargers should have a field day with this Raiders offensive line, especially with the brand new coaching staff, all the different factors that are going into it. But I had one guy in particular that I'm very, very excited to watch, and he is my guy that gets my bold prediction today, and that's Sebastian Joseph Day. I, I know uh, there's a lot of defensive additions to get excited about. I'm super excited about Kyle Van Noy and what his yeah. role is going to be in week one. I'm super excited about that. There's also guys like Khalil Mack. And, like, how do you know? Like, Khalil I'm Mack is going to take a snap Mack, for the dude. Chargers yeah. on I Sunday. Like, wait. that is nuts. Like, Khalil Mack, defensive player of the year, all pro at two positions, is going to be lining up, out, you know, opposite of Joey Bosa. Like, is I think we've real? said it so is much. Real life? It's like, it's, it's real, almost baby. numb. About to watch it on totally. Like, it's like, yeah, you know, and, and Khalil Mack's going to be out there and he's going to be a huge key. It's like, Khalil Max out there with Joey Bosa. Like, I mean, Dirty it's just going to be crazy to see. Bro. But I'm going with Sebastian Joseph Day in this one. I have one and a half sacks okay. and two additional tackles for loss for Sebastian Joseph Day. It seems like Captain that dude has Sebastian been champing at the bit to get out there and hit somebody that's not his own teammate. Like, it seems like he's like a little too much at times hitting his own teammates. That dude is bringing some serious fire to this game. He is one of the most underrated additions in the offseason of any NFL team in my mind. And I'm super excited to see him living in the backfield as he did against the Chargers, who have a very talented interior offensive line. He was blowing those dudes up. He was teaching Zion Johnson lessons in the training camp, right? Welcome to the NFL rook. Like that's, yeah. a, you know, on command. Like they're like, hey, maybe, maybe teach him a little something. You know, he's been doing a little too good. Like maybe let's bring him down to earth a little let's bit. Bring him Sebastian down Joseph Day, I think, was ascending last year before he got right his, you know, deal with the Chargers and he ended up getting hurt and didn't probably get as much as he wanted to. That dude, I think, is tracking in a really, really positive direction. I think oh, yeah. he, can, he has game wrecking potential. Gonna need, I'm going to need a Sebastian Joseph Day mic'd up before the end of the season. <laughs> oh, dude. Happen. I mean, they already gave him a full blown camping segment, man. Like, that dude is, you know, he's money. gold content. I mean, yeah. content gold for sure. And, like, 
But when he's out there, it's a different animal, man. And I, and I think the Chargers are – switch, baby. I think it's going to be such a good investment for the Chargers because I think the error on that dude is pointing up. And I think the pass rushing part of his game is, is – when I saw it in person, was more impressive than I, you know, had thought he was when he was with the Rams. And it's obviously – you're not going to look as good at pass rushing when you're rushing next to Aaron Donald. But, right. David, I already gave my bowl, or my score prediction. I'll go through it one more time for everyone before we get into yours because I don't know what you're going to do here. But yeah. – I ended up going with 31 to 20. If David picks the Chargers to lose in this game, I will shave my head. I don't believe that there's any bone in his body. But I don't want to shave my head, David, so please pick the Chargers to win. Now, I had a 31-27. I think, you know, the Chargers defense I'm super bullish on. It could be a late touchdown or something by the Raiders. I had it 31-27, mainly to keep it out of a field goal range for the Raiders kicker. I want nothing. I want no part of that dude deciding this game at the end. You win by four points and keep it to that. I would be perfectly fine with it. But 31-27, I think the defense takes a little bit to gel. I think missing J.C. Jackson, which is what I'm making this projection based on, right, is going to, you know, push a couple more points the Raiders' way in this one. But I do have the Chargers pulling it off. But, David, we don't know what you're going to say yet. Who do you think is going to win? Yeah, I mean, I don't even know. No, I'm just kidding. Both teams have really good offensive weapons. You have to acknowledge that. Yeah. Obviously, there's a three-headed monster over there with the Raiders. The Chargers are chock full of weapons. I mean, it, it just, I mean, we, we could be here all day talking about them. The Chargers also have the much better offensive line and more experienced offensive line. Um, and I think the big difference here, though, is the defenses. I think the Chargers defense is far superior, and I think Justin Herbert's going to absolutely feast on that Raiders suspect. Uh, secondary so with that being said I have the Chargers getting their revenge and beating the Raiders handily I'm talking 34 21 they're going to make an emphatic statement that they are here to score take control of the AFC West I love that right and, and I think it'd be so huge I was talking with Q about it yesterday from Lockdown Raiders just like this game even though it's week one and you hate to you know put any more pressure on one game than you need to but like it is a huge game it is. you want to win this division you have to do well in the division. You're playing the Chiefs on Thursday Night Football next week where anything can happen. No rest. So get this first up out of the way. I, I I, think Chargers fans are mistaken if they think it's going to be an easy game. It just never is. The Broncos were much worse last year, right? And the Chargers were much worse, too, on paper. But, like, if these games are never gimmies. If the Chargers can go out there and handle the Raiders like that, I think that would absolutely make a statement for sure. But... The great news is, David, we are changing things up with the way we're going to cover after the game for the Chargers because we have been releasing our post-game shows on Monday. We are now going to be releasing our post-game shows after the game on Sundays and getting that content to you guys ASAP because you guys seem to really like it in the preseason. Make sure you are back here for our Chargers post-game show after what's hopefully a huge victory against the Raiders in week one, getting that revenge. And make sure you don't miss it. Go subscribe to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcast from. You can find the show anywhere, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever, and make sure you're rating and reviewing if you love the show as well. We always really, really appreciate that. But the great news is we also post all of the shows to our social media, so you can find me on Twitter at Dan Talk Sports, David Drogemeyer on Twitter at DrotalkSD. You can go you know, tell him how excited you are. His DMs are always open after the game. Or you can find us on our show's page at Locked On LAC. You can also find us on Instagram at Locked On Chargers and our Locked On Chargers Facebook page. But it's real football time. And if you guys want to call into the show after the first football game of the season that matters, you can call into 323-524-7924. Maybe the Chargers will go 1-0. The Rams can stay 0-1 after that beatdown against the Bills. Let's hope we are here Sunday night talking about a big-time Chargers victory. Make sure you guys are here for that. But until then, take it easy and go Bolts.